Hey, everyone. This is Chris and Sandy Bennett with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And as I say on every episode, we've got a great show for you today because we always do because every artist is great that we bring on. Today, we've got Autumn Gillespie, and she's doing some really great things. Um, she's got a little bit of a story behind her. So, Autumn, are you here? I am. How are you doing on this crazy day and world right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm doing pretty good. Just trying to keep cool. <laughs> so it's hot where you at too? Yep. It's like eighty four, I think. We're like ninety two, ninety three, but heat index one oh nine. Oh yes, oh. our our eight year old oh. keeps checking the heat index today. It's it's one of those crazy <laughs> summer days here. <laughs> It gets hot here in Savannah. Mm-hmm. I bet. So as we get started here, tell everybody um, a little bit of tell who you are, where you're from, and a brief overview of you. My name's Autumn Gillespie, also known as Audie G on all my different social medias. Um, I'm from Charleston, West Virginia. I'm a singer-songwriter. Um, I'm an advocate for bullying, suicide, and mental health awareness and prevention. Um, I started singing oh, wow. in church when I was around four, and um, I just kind of continued up from there. Oh, and when you said Charleston, West Virginia, Sandy's actually from Pikeville, Kentucky. Really? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and a couple of years ago, we actually took a day trip. From, we were visiting her mom up in Kentucky, and so mm-hmm. me – her, Sandy and, and little Chris took a day trip over to Charleston, West Virginia for the day. Yeah, on our anniversary that year. And they had a little car show going, I remember, and all that. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say little car show. It was like a thousand cars. Oh, well, that's yeah, true. I guess it was the big cars. one they have in October there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, as we get really digging here, before we I always like to start with something light. What are some hobbies you like to do outside of music? Well, um, we recently just got a new puppy, new German Shepherd oh, wow. puppy, and um, I'll just go ahead and put this in the littlest amount of words as I can. Their nicknames are land sharks because <laughs> they go around and they're biting everything. Constantly, so um, wow. It's it's not more of a hobby; it's more of a full time job with her. But, um, <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah. There's honestly there's not much that I do outside of music. I'm a golfer. Um, I oh, wow. golf for the high school that I go, I'm, I do online school, but um, I golf for the high school mm-hmm. that I'm doing the online school through. And um, yeah, there's not really much to me outside of music. I mostly just spend my time writing songs and singing and doing lives. So So what's something you would say is quirky about you? Uh, quirky. Um, I have a lot of quirks. We get some of the coolest uh, okay. answers on this one. Oh, we do. I think one of the main ones would probably be uh, my sense of humor. Um, I don't know if you've seen my dad and I on our lives, but we joke a lot, and a lot of it we have no idea what we're joking about half the time. And um, 
another one would probably be that I'm more of an old soul. I like old music. Oh, wow. Um, uh, a lot of people say that I'm mature for my age, which um, I'll take oh, that as a compliment. Oh, happy belated birthday. Oh, well, thank you. So, yeah, those, 16, are, those uh, are some of my chords. Yep, sweet 16. <laughs> so, being so young, at what age did you know that this is what you want to do with your life? Well, um, I've, I've always really had a passion for singing and writing music. Um, mm-hmm. I was looking through, I was in my room the other day, and I was looking through um, some of my old notebooks from, like, sixth grade, and there's all these different song lyrics, and they're absolutely terrible. Um, I was literally up there dying <laughs> laughing. But um, it's always something that I really wanted to do. But uh, mm-hmm. I think what really struck me and really, you know, kind of motivated me to go after my singing is mm-hmm. when my best friend passed away of suicide. Um, oh, well. Wow. You know, oh. it, it, there was so much... There were so many emotions that were going on at that time, and music was really mm-hmm. kind of like an escape from that. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. that's when I started writing really heavily, and um, I've kind of just continued on from there. I picked up piano, and um, I have a couple of songs that we have half recorded. This whole coronavirus hit when we were just starting to record some new music, so all mm-hmm. these songs are like half done, and everyone's like, so when are you oh, wow. going to put out some new songs? And I'm like, well, you know, it might be a little while because I don't want to put out, you know, minute songs. And um, <laughs> so I would say that's uh, definitely when, you know, my passion for music really, you know, struck and stuck. And, um, yeah. So you turned a tragedy into something positive. Really all you can do when things like that happen. Mm-hmm. I love that, not that, of course, that it happened, but that people can turn things around and say, you know what, I can't change it, but I can grow from this. Yeah, right. And I think music is definitely one of the biggest ways that can, you know, even if, like, you don't feel comfortable singing, like picking up an instrument. Like, when I started playing Mm -hmm. piano, you know, I started just messing around with melodies, but, you know, putting words to it and, um it really, it really helped get through, you know, the anxiety and mm-hmm. the nervousness that came along with that. And, you know, um, music is definitely, it's, it's a healing thing. You know, like Sandy has a story from when she was in high school, too. Oh, yes. I was bullied a lot in, in junior high and high school, and I had a lot of anxiety and depression back then. And music, listening to songs I could relate to is definitely what helped me get through that time period. Yeah, definitely. And I, I dealt so, with the board when I was mm. in high school and stuff, too. So um, being able to, you know, listen to all these different artists that – you know, I feel like the only way that you can truly write a song about, you know, something that's sensitive is by going through it. And it's good to be able to yeah. relate to different artists, you know, with different yeah. topics, like the bull and losing people. And, uh, yeah. 
And what a lot of people don't know is in most cases, almost every single person has been bullied. Because even the bully, a lot of times Mm -hmm. it's being bullied at home. Right. Right. And you never, you know, you never know what's going on behind closed doors, which is why I'm always, you know, that's why I'm such a big advocate for bullying awareness because it's like mm-hmm. instead of ignoring mm-hmm. the problem and, you know, trying to fight back, try your mm-hmm. best to get these people help because you have no idea what's yeah. going on in their personal life. Yeah. They may be, exactly. you know, everyone reacts to things differently. So they may be feeling the same way that you are, but, you know, you keep it bottled up inside, and the way that they express that is by hurting other people because, you know, like they say, hurt people hurt people. Hurt people. And, um, yep. mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's so true. You know, that I've heard that saying for years that hurt people hurt people, and that really is so true. Just like broken people break people. You know, right. it's it's a cycle that almost – it's hard to break, but you've got to acknowledge that it's there. And I think that's the problem out there is a lot of people don't even realize they're in that cycle. Yeah, right. Because there's so many, you know, emotions that come along with that, with the bullying. And even, mm-hmm. you know, I've watched others and I've tried my best to help others out of that situation. But um, it, it's hard to do. It definitely is yeah. hard to do, but... Um, the good thing is you can do, only do what you can do. Yeah, right, right. And and at least you do, because then it can, again, a lot of people they just you know what they will be whoever and don't worry about it. At least you're doing your part, and you can go to bed at night saying, okay, at least I tried. Yeah, right. Yep. <clears throat> you can just try your best. That's all you can do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's up so. To- so- whoever you're trying to help to change. So who's been some of your musical influences through the years? My musical influences? Oh, my gosh. There's so many. (laughs) Um, Patsy Cline is a big one. My mom, she actually grew up recording in Nashville and doing all that, and she um, decided to quit it because – you know, my dad, and they going to get married and all that. Um, and she kind of passed that down to me. Um, there's, like, videos from when I was, like, seven and six, and I was sitting in the living room, and me and Mom were singing, like, yeah. Repeating Heart and Faded Love <laughs> and uh, Crazy. And um, so Patsy Klein has been one of the biggest influences because her music is, is just, she's just one of a kind. And uh, and it's so special that I was able to, you know, acknowledge and discover her music through my mom and uh, her passion when it comes to singing her songs. Mm-hmm. And there, there's a there's a bunch of other people that I listen to, but she's definitely been one Who, that who's has, someone that um, people would be surprised about. People that be, would be surprised. Oh my gosh! Um, okay, you might have you might have no idea who this is, but do you know who NF is? Not sure. Mm-mm. Not sure. He's kind of a, he's kind of like he's not like a he's not like a a Christian rapper, but 
he mm-hmm. kind of is at the same time. Um, he has a lot oh, wow. of relatable music, and you can tell just through the way that he sings and the way that he expresses his words and his emotions through his music that he's been through a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow. Um, <clears throat> and you know, most artists so, they ha- are artists because they've been through a lot. Yeah. Yep. Because I think that's what brings up the creativity in people a lot of times. As you know, they've been through. Now, granted, I'm not saying. I mean, there's always exceptions, but from what we've seen, a lot mm-hmm. of artists have been through a lot of pain, and they use that pain to drive their music. Mm-hmm. So, what drives you? Um, a lot of what drives me definitely would be the fans. Um, mm-hmm. Over such a short amount of time, you know, we've I've gained, you know, a lot of people from all these different countries. And I was just talking to my mom the other day, and I was like, you know, it's crazy that there have been certain people that get on the live every single night, and we know these people, and we talk to these people <laughs> personally, and they've been doing this for over a year. Two times a week, mm-hmm. they're on the lives for over an hour, and um, that's just that's mind-boggling to me because it's like people <laughs> care that much. And mm-hmm. That's that's really sweet, and it's so important that um, you know artists feed off of that because some artists don't give enough credit to their fans because you know they're the reason, other than you know God, you know they're the mm-hmm. reason that we're they are where they are. And um, the fans are definitely what me going in that. Um, my family, uh, they've always been so encouraging and so, you know, wise with everything that they have to say. Because the music industry, it's not an easy industry to be a part of at all. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of ups and downs. And um, they, they definitely help keep a positive outlook on that. Yeah. And, you know, usually... I start talking, I usually end up having the artists talk about some of the high points and then flip it the other way and go to the low points. But, you know, you kind of went that already just now, so I'm going to flip the script on this one. We'll go to the low points first. And one of the reasons why I like to always do this is I think a lot of people, they see the glory of the artist, but they don't see the grind. They don't see what it really takes. They don't realize the sacrifices that artists make to put that music right. out, to do the tours. And I'm going to tell a small story that will help lead us into where I want this to go for this particular segment thing. Um, we <laughs> interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls back in 2014. And, what, and one of the questions I asked Allison, and at this time they were full-time with music, and one of the questions I asked her was, what advice would she give an up-and-coming artist? And she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will not allow you to do any I mean will allow you to do anything outside of music. Go do that and keep music as a hobby. She goes because once you want it to be a career, everything changes. He goes, Yes, it's your passion, but it's now your job. You you can have right. a bad day today and you still gotta get on that stage tonight and smile like you didn't have a bad day today. You you we she said we have to eat different. We have to sleep different. We have to think different. We have to just be different. She goes, our friends and relatives, they don't understand. We can't go to birthdays. We can't go to holidays. In fact, holidays is usually when we make our most money. So she said holidays, yeah. birthdays, all, we don't get to do none of that, and people don't understand that. She says, but 
if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because the only way those kind of sacrifices will ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's go there a little bit. Um, I I definitely agree. I mean, you know, music. Could you tell me how tough it is? Yeah, being a part of that industry, and you definitely have to put, you know, your full attention into that, and you know, your whole heart into that, and um, that's why, you know, when you mentioned that she said, you know, you have you can have a bad day, and you still have to get on stage, and you still have to. Um, perform and smile and be happy and positive and um you know that's 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 really um important in many ways because mm-hmm. you know if you truly truly love what you're doing and you're not focused on anything else because like I said you know with music industry you have to be 100% focused on your craft and your songs yep. and uh, continuing mm-hmm. to grow your base and continuing to make music and meet new people and new artists and new producers. And, um, you know, you have to truly love what you're doing. And that's why, you know, with me, I have really, really, really bad. I I talk about it a lot because I'm a huge mental health advocate. Um, I have Mm -hmm. really bad anxiety and I struggle with that on a daily basis. And um, there are some days where I'm like, well, I really just, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't feel like doing anything today. And then I remember mm-hmm. that it's, it's Wednesday or it's Sunday and that's when I go live and I get really excited <laughs> and um, I'm sitting by the phone 20 <laughs> minutes before I'm supposed to go live, ready to click the button so I can go live because that's what kind of gets me out of that, you know, the nervousness and the nauseous yeah. and, you know, the anxiety and being anxious and, um, yeah, so definitely if you're not 100%, you know, focused and there's other things that you would rather do, um, you know, go after that. If music's not your number one, you know, importance at that moment, then do what yeah. you have to do to make it back to that because, um <clears throat> You know, music's like the only thing that I really focus on. Like I mentioned, I have I have a puppy now, so definitely, um, it's my number one passion, and I really couldn't see myself doing anything else. And I like to talk about this side of it because, again, I think a lot of people misjudge artists. Cause, you know, you hear people a lot of times they'll say make comments, and and they're and of course they got good intentions in most cases, but they don't know any better where they'll say something mm-hmm. like an artist just needs a real job. And they don't and I always, and I've stopped a few people in the past and says, look, don't tell an artist they need a real job because they actually got something better. They've got a passion that they're living for. And that's better yeah. than any whatever so called real job. Plus they got tw- if they're an independent artist, they got twenty jobs that they're doing anyway. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, there's so many people that go to nine to five jobs every day. And you mm-hmm. know they 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 hate what they're doing, and um, yep. Mm-hmm. And then they you know make comments about people that are out here, and you know when you're first starting off, it is so mm-hmm. hard, you know, with the the money and um, yeah, you know, the nerves and everything, and the expectations that you put on yourself. And you know people make comments about that all the time, but you know at least I love 
what I'm doing, and I I, mm-hmm. I love you know there are people out there that support me in what I'm doing, and you know that's mm-hmm. the main thing that I focus on, and I try yeah. my hardest sometimes when I hate comments because you know those as we mentioned earlier in the interview, hurt people hurt people, so um, I just yep. do my best to just say you know. Mm-hmm. I hope you have a better day, and, um, you know, if you mm. don't like the videos, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Don't watch the videos. Yeah. You know, move on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times it's people who, from what I've seen, got your trolls that they're just mean, period. But from what I've seen, <laughs> a lot of times when people talk about the that they need a real job or something like that, a lot of times it's that – I think that they had a dream when they were younger and they didn't mm-hmm. chase it and they reg- and they regret that. So now they're trying to stop you from living that regret. Yeah. Even yeah. though they don't realize mm-hmm. that they will, you'll regret it more if you quit. They should know that. But it's, again, like we talked about earlier, it's a cycle. They don't realize that they don't realize they're about to put you through their cycle. And here's what I mean by that. <clears throat> I've got friends of mine that are saved 10, 15 years in their careers. I'm talking about regular careers here. Mm-hmm. And they're miserable. Like you said earlier, that some of these people are miserable. And you sit down with them because, you know, they, get, they got it all. And you tell them, you know, look, you know, how can you be miserable? Um, you've got this great lifestyle. You've got this great family. You've got this amazing career. And some of them have stopped me and says, you know, that's the problem, the career. And I'm like, what do you mean it's the problem? You went to, you know, four, six, eight years of college, whatever it was, um, to do that. And they're like, well, I kind of didn't want to do this. My parents or my guidance counselor or my friends, whatever it was, told me this was where the money is. My passion didn't matter, and that's where they went. And now they're miserable with their life because of that. Right. And, like, you know, you never know where – you know, your dream, because there's artists that, you know, I've heard stories of Lady Gaga was knocking on doors in New York City in these little cafes and telling people that she was her her, her manager and calling these different places and saying, you know, I'm Lady Gaga's manager. Uh, and, you know, you see where she's at now. So it's always mm-hmm. important to follow, you know, where your heart is. And don't let anyone ever lead you off of that path because, mm-hmm. you know, you could end up That's like Jimmy Allen. what you were going to do. That's like Jimmy Allen. I think it was his first two, three, four months. I can't remember how long he was. But when he first moved to Nashville, he, was, he lived out of his car. Nobody knew that, though. But he lived out of his yeah. car, you know, and he did what he needed to do. And then all of a sudden, now look where he's at. Yeah. Yep, exactly. <clears throat> so now that we talked about the um, the sacrifices that to mm-hmm. create this type of um, environment, now let's talk about the rewards. Um, tell us some of the moments where, when you look back on your career so far, and I guess this would be pre-COVID moments, of course, <laughs> but some moments <laughs> where you're like, wow, I got to do that. There's there's been a lot like you know we were on the Pickler and Ben show me and Dad were, and um, oh, wow. you know there's been a lot of moments where I've said you know 
I'm here and there's there's a lot of people watching me and this is great. This is what I want to do. But the one mm-hmm. thing that that amazes me every day is, you know, I'll scroll through my page and I'll be checking my messages and there are all kinds of people who are saying, you know, I was minutes away from, you know, leaving the earth and I came across your video and, um, you know, I've continued to watch your live videos and you guys, you know, you truly saved me. I'm so proud that you have such a platform for, you know, the suicide awareness and the bullying awareness and the mental health awareness. And, you know, we get messages from parents that um, are constantly, you know, saying, you know, you've really helped my kids mm-hmm. in getting through school. And um, I'm just like, yeah, you know, I've been there. I've dealt with the bullying. And um, that's, that's definitely the most rewarding part of it all is being able to help people. And being and able see, that's to be God's there for work people. through music. Yep, exactly. And, uh, you know, being able to just let people know that they're not alone. And, you know, I can remember um, we interviewed Anna Christina Cash uh, a while back. And um, she had this song called Broken Roses, and it really brought me to my knees. Because back in 2006, I mean, seven, I mean, um, I, went, I went through 19 years of addictions and I was first five years of my marriage, my wife went through a lot because of those addictions and I knew I was destroying it. And I, I really felt like I needed healing from God and all that. And it just broke me. I was ready to take my life that day. And her song was really almost like a mirror of us where, you know, the couple, one moment they're happy and the moment they're not. And at the very end, he jumps off a bridge and I'm thinking, there I was, but I didn't do that part. I skipped the right. last part, and that really brought me down when I heard And that's the power of music. Uh, music will move people, and although I didn't take that step, it, it brings me back to that moment where I almost did. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very powerful. And there's so much that, you know, there's so much out there that, you know, saves people. Daily, there's mm-hmm. so many songs out there, and that's what—that's truly from the bottom of my heart what I want to do. I love singing, yeah. and I and I want to be across stages one day, singing across, you know, worldwide. But <laughs> you know, I, I just I want to help people. Yeah, and that's great because again, that's music is one of the places you can definitely do that. And we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to play your song when we come back and talk about that. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right, hang on the line. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. 
The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. Yes, great song. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about the song. Well, um, I guess I should kind of start from the beginning when, you know, I got the opportunity to actually, like, record the song. Um, So about a year ago, me and my dad, we were just going around singing this 
song down in the living room, uh, Shallow mm-hmm. from the Stars Born. And my mom decided to post it on my Facebook page. I think I had like a thousand followers or something at this time. Oh, and wow. um, yeah, and uh, yeah. Um, so she posted it, and she started posting it to these different music groups on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those being Music mm-hmm. Live, and um, I think it has over like eighty million views overall on all the different websites, oh, wow. which is wow. absolutely insane. And um, from then, we got you know calls from these different producers that you know were like hey why don't you come down in the studio check it out you know we can talk a little bit and um, we ended up going to Omni Studios in Nashville with Bill McDermott Mm -hmm. and he is one of the coolest guys you'll ever meet Um, he's really really (laughs) nice and um, he brought in one of his writers and we sat in there and I think we wrote the song in like an hour or something. We wrote it like really, really fast. And, um, oh, wow. you know, I'd never been like subjected to like the music business at that point. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, this is, mm-hmm. this is crazy how, you know, talented <laughs> these people are. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it would take me, you know, an hour before to get like three lines down. And, um, <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it's based on a true story. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, we wrote it in about an hour and then went in there and we recorded it and then we just put it out and there it is, only one. That is really awesome. Well, one thing oh, I like yeah. to do on the show is have the artists talk a little bit about the team behind them. Because a lot of times, you know, the fans see the artists and that's all they see. But they don't see what it really mm-hmm. takes to make the whole artist work. So take a minute or two to just tell us about your team, this team behind you that helps you be who you are. Well, um, the team behind me that helps me who I am is um, my family and, you know, the producers that we work mm-hmm. with. Like I said before, um, my mom is so – so so involved in my music and on my page she's constantly on there you know answering people's questions and replying to people and um you know we sell merch Mm -hmm. on like my website but we also sell some um of like my shirts and uh bracelets at our house from our house and we'll send them out and she's always on top of that and on top of the giveaways and um you know my she handles more of the social media side and my mom's cousin, she's uh, a big person in, you know, the tech part of it all, the technology, and she works mm-hmm. on my page a lot um, with that, and she's been a godsend. And um, <laughs> my my aunt, uh, she's my photographer, and she works a lot for getting, like, you know, the photos that we post up for, like, the giveaways mm-hmm. and stuff, and um you know, for my birthday, she came out and took a bunch of photos. And um, my dad and I, we sing, and he he works more on, like, you know, getting the different equipment ready and all that. And, um, you know, of course, the producers that we've been working with, like Phil, and we've been working mm-hmm. up in Pennsylvania with John Bon Jovi's producer. His name's Obi. 
Um, he's also oh, one wow. of the coolest guys you'll ever meet. He's really, really, <laughs> really cool. And, um, yeah, so I'm really blessed to be able to, so far, be be working, you know, alongside with my family. And um, I've been blessed to be with people who, um, you know, care a lot about my music. And I'm another mm-hmm. person who's been... A godsend has been Shauna McCoy. Um, she's actually the person that set this up, and um, oh, okay. she's helped so 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 much um, mm-hmm. in um, my music. So tell us a parent story, a story where, uh, granted, I, I can tell they go above and beyond every day. I can tell that already. But tell us a story that kind of stands out from the past where they did something where they went above and beyond and, and you were like, wow, they get that this is my passion. Um, oh my gosh. That's, they do so much, it's hard to like pinpoint <laughs> throughout uh-huh. like, um, <clears throat> oh my gosh. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't even Put know if I can pick something. They're <laughs> always, you know, on, yeah, they're always, um, you know, constantly just working on my page and working on, you know, music and getting new songs for me to learn and helping me, um, you know, work, you know, on my writing and stuff. And there's Mm -hmm. not really, you know, it's it's every day they amaze me with how much effort that they put into helping me. And, um, -hmm. yeah, so there's not really, really much I could I definitely see that your whole business is a family affair, and that's what I feel like ours. You know, it's Sandy and I, but we also have our eight-year-old son who we bring on for one question each show. So he's, Sandy's going to get him on, and he's kind of our third co-host. And when our when our daughter gets old enough, we'll be plugging her in too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think oh, okay, you know, Christopher. My autumn, what's your favorite food? My favorite food? Um, yep. I love Mexican food. Hmm. And I'm also a big Chick-fil-A fan. Oh, wow. What's yours, so, though, Chris? Probably pizza. Probably Chick-fil-A. Yeah, his favorite is pizza. Pizza? Mm. I like pizza, too. <laughs> he can eat it Fine. all day long. <laughs> he comes and goes quick. He, you know, it might be short, but he gets upset if we don't get his spot in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I thought so, that was a great question. What's uh, funny is, well. is, is a lot of the people that we that we interview sometimes will be watching some of their lives, and they may talk about our show. And when they talk about our show, they usually talk about him. <laughs> Yes, they remember him. <laughs> I mean, that's like the most important question I've been asked so far. It's the same. There we go. We'll let him know that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep, it's very important. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to write about? Um, if I could co-write with anyone. Um, and, I, and like I said, dead or alive, so it don't matter if they've already passed. 
you can still choose them? Probably Lauren Daigle. Um, She has a a lot of good songs about positivity and, um, you know, helping people out of rough spots. So that's definitely something that I would want to add. Mm -hmm. Yep, she's got some really good music. Um, She's actually, I couldn't think of it earlier when you asked me who's one of my big influences. I kind of just blanked out there and I brought up a rapper, which I'm not sure where that came from. But um, he's, he's another one though. And uh, who's another one? But she's she's definitely a big influence on my singing and um I love her music and you know her personality and the way that she's she's really quirky and she's herself and um mm-hmm. you know she brings she kind of brings a different light to things. So she's definitely yeah. someone I want to co run with. And I'm and it so excites me when people come on and they don't and they don't have a problem talking about God a little bit because you know that's what really fires me up because Cindy and I are right there with people and and we let the artists lead on that because you just never know where artists oh, really go. Do. But mm-hmm. but it excites me that someone as young as you can still say the word God. Do you know that that's getting a lot more out there where if you say it then it, people put you down and all that. So I'm glad that you stand up for that. I mean, there's so much, you know, I just, I I believe what I believe. And, you know, mm-hmm. most, you know, in the industry that, you know, you're, you're in with the music industry, there's so many beliefs that you have to keep to yourself. And there's so much that you have to keep to yourself and keep guarded. But um, God's definitely, that's something that I'm never going to shy away from. Um, He's the reason where I am, where I am. Um, I give him full credit for everything and, you know, the fans as well. But, um, yeah, Yeah, I I would never, ever shy away from that. Because we've even had people tell us that because, of course, for the most part, I mean, even though it's a Chris and Sandy show and it's, I guess ninety percent country um, singers. So I mean, we do do other artists too, but it's mostly country singers. We've actually had people yeah. tell us, "Well, you can't, you know, you can't be a Christian and support country music." And I'm sitting there like, "You just don't know God." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, most, like um, the, the whole Charlie Daniels, you know. We we watched the Charlie Daniels tribute the other day, yesterday, the funeral, and it was amazing the stories that people said where he stood so strong on God's word all these years. That man had an impact. He did country music. He did it proud, and he still did God proud. Right, right. It's amazing. Which shows it can be done. Yeah. Exactly. And I don't, I'm not sure how you can, you know, what they said, be a Christian and listen to country music. You know, I don't know how that's like <laughs> not a thing because most country there are songs people believe that, include God in it and most country artists are Christians. So mm-hmm. I'm not Cause sure. Because usually, usually what happens is, that, you know, in the Christian music world, it's tough you're either really, really big or you're just not. In the yeah. country music yeah. world, there's a lot of levels there. You can still make a really mm-hmm. good income and not be a Blake Shelton. 
And I think yeah. that that's what happens a lot, a lot of times is people start out trying to be the Christian artist, and they realize mm-hmm. I'll never live on this. So they and they're and, and as like you said, it's close to country music. Christian artist is, so they make that move yeah. to country so that they can actually make a live, but they can still honor God in the, in the meantime. Yeah, and you know as long as you're praising Him and giving Him the glory for that, I mean I think that's that's perfectly fine. Yep, that's the smart thing to do. So is there a song out there or what song out there that you've heard recently that you're like, wow, I wish I wrote that? <laughs> um, there have been a lot of songs out there that I wish I would have written. Um, oh, my God, there's, like, so many. I can't even, like, I feel like that's with every artist, like, a new song comes out and it goes crazy and you're like, Man, you know, I oh. I totally would have thought of that melody tomorrow and those lyrics, and you're like, meet your head against. Have the you ever wall, heard a song uh, and said, "Why didn't I think of that?" <laughs> yeah, every song I listen to, basically. Uh, but uh, I don't know, "Rescue" by Lauren Daigle. That's a beautiful, that's a good beautiful one. song. Um, that that anything that she sings really is. Yeah. What I wish I would have written. Um, That's cool. <clears throat> so I'm about to ask a question, I, and I have a purpose for the way I ask it, and I'll explain that after I ask it. If you had a magic okay. wand, and what you're about to say would 100% come true, where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I'm asking that in this particular way is that this past February made the five-year anniversary that we asked that question to Kelsey Ballerini. The answer she gave us five years ago, which was before people even knew who she was, is almost to the T of what she's living right now. So I always like to tell that story because I want artists to kind of think, where do I really want to be in five years? Because a lot can happen in a short time because it did for Kelsey and it can for you. So if all bets were off, where would you be in five years? Um, I would be on a stage singing to thousands of people. Um, hopefully they won't have masks on and hopefully Corona's still not a thing. But um, <laughs> I I would you know, I would follow my passion and I would be mm-hmm. singing and helping people and spreading awareness. Love that. <clears throat> so we got two questions left and then we'll let you get back to what you were doing. But um, if you – let's say you had a friend, and let's say you heard him or her sing, sing, and you could tell there's something special there in that friend. And this would be mm-hmm. pre-COVID advice, so keep that in mind. And let's say they've gotten on stage, and they've played maybe 20, 30 shows. They, they're still getting their feet wet on that side of it. But they've gotten on stage, yeah. overlooking the crowd, and the crowd's cheering. And they got what every artist says, that stage bug, where they're like, they just know they're supposed to be here. And they come to you and they say, Autumn, I feel like I'm supposed to do this for the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? Um, I would tell them to follow, you know, what they what they feel. Um, you know, that's such, you know, when you feel it, you, you feel it, mm. um, especially when it comes yeah. to music. Because, you know, you can 
write songs all day and your heart not be completely in it. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, when you feel like that's where you're supposed to be, then in your heart and truly deep down, that's where you're supposed to be. And um, I would tell them to follow that and I would help them in any way that I could and um, support them in any way that I could. And, um, yeah. I love that answer. Perfect answer. Especially you saying you would help them. That I love that because, again, you don't hear that often. Yeah. <clears throat> so as we start to come to a close here, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask that they kind of never do? Oh, my gosh. Um, that's a hard question. Um, (laughs) we've actually built the, you know what, the quirky question. I remember about 60, 70 shows back. I remember, um, one of the women artists we were interviewing, she, she was like, I just wish somebody would ask what's quirky about me. And we've been asking that question (laughs) in every show since, because we've gotten some of the greatest answers. I tell you. Oh yeah. <laughs> One question that I think that um would be a good you know, given the option whether someone would want to answer it or not, um would be what is the toughest thing that you have been through and how has music helped you throughout that situation? You know, that's a good one because that was that was actually our original plan for the Christmas Sandy shows to be more that's a story. Was. I mean, mm-hmm. We still we still get their story out, but sometimes we don't mm-hmm. go as deep as I want. But then there are other times where they lead right into it and it's perfect. And oh, yeah. you know, like you know, like we did talk about the whole suicide stuff on this on this show for you, and I was so glad that came out. But we try to dig deep where whatever their story is, if we know about it, it comes out. Yeah. Right, and you know, I know there's certain people that don't feel comfortable talking about that stuff but um i think that's what truly gets people to know who you are and love who you what are because, you know at that point mm-hmm. they see you as any other human being and they don't see you as this perfect person that sits yeah. on social media and makes a video smiling and you know that's why i mentioned that i talk about the anxiety so much because mm-hmm. you know i want people to mm-hmm. realize that you know i have I have bad days. There are certain times that I've, you know, canceled, like, one of my, like, live shows on, like, Facebook because, you know, mm-hmm. I've had such a bad day with, you know, being anxious and just yeah. being really nauseous and just wanting to curl up in a ball and just cry. And, um, you know, especially with younger artists, you know, you don't see mm-hmm. a lot of people that take notice to that that, even at such, you know, younger ages that people deal with that. People deal with those emotions and deal with those, Mm -hmm. you know, insecurities and anxiety and uh, depression, especially. And, um, yeah. And and artists that come on our show, if they don't know what our tagline means, then they don't need to come on our show, to be honest with you, because our tagline says, up close and personal. And yeah, and yeah. we go there. You know, <laughs> we do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's funny. I had one artist a while back actually say, "Tell me, we were in the middle of a in the middle of the show, 
And he says, and, and I guess I asked, I was getting a little too personal with him or something, I don't know, but he made a comment that said, you know, I like to talk about music and that's it because I'm just a music man. And I asked him, I was like, you do know what my tagline on our show is, right? And he says, actually, no. I was like, it's up close and personal. And he said, oh. And then, and then he made the comment because it was funny because I thought he did open up. Then he made the comment. He says, yeah. you know, now that I'm looking back on, a, on this show so far, he says, I've actually opened up more than I have. And I'm thinking to myself, As I, uh, of course, because I'm going to get it out of you. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think that's, you know, that can be healing to some people, being able to, mm-hmm. you know, talk openly about, you know, how you felt and how you feel, and that way you can get mm-hmm. it all out in one setting and not have to, you know, specifically talk to different people or, you know, hold it all inside. And um, I love when interviewers ask personal questions. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, because it gets people to know, you know, who you really are and how you really feel about certain things. And as we come to a close here, I really think that a lot of interviewers, when they interview people, think they're scared to go deep because they think that the mm-hmm. audience may tune out because it'll, it then almost sounds like a negative show. But I think it's just the opposite. I think then the audience connects with the person. Yeah. Because there's so many people out there that are hurting. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not feeling it that day, if you're in a positive mood, you know, it's always something that you can come back to when you feel like you're able to relate to that person. Yep. And, you know, that's why I have a couple songs that I have coming out here soon. One that mm-hmm. I wrote about my best friend, Luke, that passed away oh, wow. from suicide. Um, it's called Why. Um, and mm. we got to get off and finish it. Like I said, don't want to release one minute songs. Um, but, <laughs> I understand that. Um, but yeah, um, it's always, you know, important to stay positive in that. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not feeling it that day, then come back and listen to it when you're feeling it. <laughs> there you go. And we will close with that. So tell everybody how. You can uh, they can reach you. Well, you can check me out on Facebook at Autumn G W V Singer. Um, my YouTube is Audie G. My Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat are Audie Music, and my website is AutumnG.com. And uh, you can just check that out. Um, I have like a bunch of merch on there, and also my social media is at the bottom. It's, it's probably a lot easier. Um, and uh, yeah, just know that you're you're loved. Know that you matter, and know that you're never alone, and that you can always reach out for help, and that you're not weak for doing so, and uh, that you always have a God above that is able to listen to you if you, um, you know, just want to rant about your day or talk about you know how you feel. So. Amen. That and you know we loved having you on the show, and we look forward to having you back down the road. Well, thank you for having me. Right, and we will talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye.